0: Hey guys, we're halfway through the month of December and I wanna give you a quick heads up. I'm putting together a year in review of the Tech Money Talks podcast. It's a video, it's a collage that's coming out and it's just really awesome. So I wanna drop a note for all you podcast listeners that have been supportive of Tech Money Talks. Be sure to go check it out on YouTube, youtube.com techmoneytalks. You're gonna find it there. It's gonna come out towards the end of the year. Be sure to check it out. All right, guys. everybody brian mccumber here with tech money talks i am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast we are fortunate to have christopher and waller as a special guest on the show if you don't know who he is then you're missing out big time because chris is one of the few that successfully uses google and youtube to create huge profits in drop shipping and is becoming a major influencer in this space Chris continues to raise a bar and he's been keeping it real. This brother's been keeping it real the whole time. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Chris has been absolutely killing it in e-commerce doing multiple six-figure and seven-figure e-commerce stores leveraging Google and YouTube. Did you guys catch this? He's creating six figures in revenue without using Facebook. He has an awesome presence on Instagram, and he's teaching others about his unique technique and strategies. Time is money, and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time. I am so happy to have him on the show today. Chris, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Man, it's going great, man. Thank you so much,
1: Brian, for having me on the show. I really appreciate you, man. You're doing so much with this wonderful podcast and uh, I hope you're doing awesome, man. I'm ready to definitely drop some value for everyone who's
0: excited for Google advertising into their e-commerce businesses. Awesome, bro. Yeah, I'm excited too, man. This is great stuff for sure. So I was going to say for the audience, maybe we could take a step back and you can share your journey into e-commerce and dropshipping.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Um, I'll just kind of take it back to when I was first in high school, just one of those kids looking to actually be fresh and clean. And I was like, where? how can I go in and afford all these different nice, cool clothes that I wanted? Um, and the thing is that my my actual mom was single, was single at the time, so I was kind of figuring out how can I do this myself. So what I did is I went out there and took some birthday money and bought my first pair of Air Jordans off of a Facebook group, and it kind of just – stuck into my mind that I can go out here and sell this on platforms like eBay. And I started selling on eBay and flipping these shoes that I would buy from Facebook groups inside of my city, at Atlanta, Georgia. So um, it was really nice for me to actually go out there and figure out how to be able to buy my own clothes because I would use the profit to reinvest back into the sneaker game in these Facebook groups. And then I would go ahead and purchase my own little sneakers as well on the side, um, whatever I had left. So it was a wonderful experience for me that showed me that you could literally make money um, just using your iPhone and honestly have an internet connection with the computer and you're you're good to go
0: oh that's awesome man man that's a really great story and it's been a common factor i've I've noticed that you know that's kind of like everyone's first experience, especially because of the attraction of of the latest sneakers and you know, there's buyers that are passionate to want to buy it. So it's, it's, it's a lot of people's like first entry point and like taste of, yes. of e-commerce. So then how did you stumble upon uh, dropshipping? How did that lead into there?
1: Oh, well, so basically I, I was tired of just being at, at the will of eBay and their different rules. And not only that, I didn't have control over my customers. So I, was under, I was understood that there was no repeat business there for me. So I tried to uh, learn about different platforms, and that's when I started seeing different advertisements about different marketers that were using um, face play, uh, platforms like Facebook to be able to generate income to their own websites. So when I saw that, I said, hmm, this is definitely something that I would love to do. And then I started learning about Shopify platform and seeing how awesome that, that they were to be able to easily get a website up and start getting some products using the different apps that they have. So that was how I kind of figured out that and I started doing everything I could, buying courses, going to different seminars, watching
0: videos. And then I I just said, I have to learn how to do this. And the funny thing is because like, you know, people outside looking in when they, when they hear uh, the type of success that people are having, you know, they immediately begin to think like this is a get rich quick scheme and things like that. Like, so when you just when you stumbled upon dropshipping and you started, like, did it just happen overnight for you or did you have to work for your business? Talk about that, like your journey there. So, yeah, but basically, like, everyone was kind of talking about
1: Facebook ads for drop shipping. So I got my first store started up, and it was actually a yoga pants store. And I saw everyone saying that, you- <laughs> I saw everyone saying you need to sell to women. So I was like, let me just find a woman product that I know women love. And I was like, okay, yoga pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's crazy that I didn't really understand, like, how to go and craft the right Uh, product page, the right website, all these different things that actually make someone want to buy. And then I used Facebook because that's what most people taught inside the e-commerce space. And even still to today, that's the most majority platform that's talked about and used by dropshippers. So I spent about $2,000 on Facebook. And personally, I did not see any success first starting out. Um, And I think it could be a... uh, it's due to so many different reasons, but honestly, I think that it just wasn't personally for me at the time because I didn't have the mindset that I think it takes to make, uh, make
0: sales with Facebook ads. So with that, so you were running into some failure and then how did that lead to like your first glimpse of success?
1: Yeah. So basically what happened is then I, I started doing research, like what other platforms can we go ahead and advertise on? Cause I kind of understood like, i have a background from marketplaces like ebay facebook marketplaces facebook groups i said why don't i find out how to get sales maybe based off of that skill that i already know so i was like what it's keyword based right so i was like it makes sense that we can probably sell these products on google because i was like this is the number one search engine in the world and i use it every single day and i hear so many people talk about how they find new businesses through Google and I was just like, but no one is talking about this for drop shipping. So why don't I do more research on this to see what's the possibilities. That's when I just stumbled upon um, different people on YouTube that were talking about it. Um, and then when I kind of did more research into it, I said, this kind of fits more towards my style of marketing. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I think I can find products that's going to fit with this marketing channel and actually see some success. That's when I started up my first e-commerce store. And it was literally right around Black Friday when I got that hope to get back started. And I used, oh, wow. I used that information that I found and I was able to hit my first $50,000 a month just with Google ads purely. And I didn't wow. even know about Facebook retargeting yet. So I was just like, wow, like, my, like it, it really blew my mind.
0: Really great story. So and and even with that, so you ended up uh, going with the and what was your strategy there? Like, was it still like picking a niche approach or was it a general store or like single product store? Maybe describe that.
1: Yeah. So basically we use a general store approach. And the reason that we saw that work best is because we didn't want to go out there and just keep creating multiple stores every time we found a winning product. Yeah, Because our approach was that if we find multiple products that are working really well on Facebook, all these Facebook advertisers are driving awareness to these products. They're scaling these products very hard on Facebook, but they're not taking over the search engine marketing side of their e-commerce business, where it leaves a big gap for us Google advertisers. So we actually went out there and saw these people pushing out $100,000 a month on certain products and we saw that kind of by leveraging different tools like SimilarWeb, that was showing us how much traffic they had coming through and also showing us different keywords right that were actually like being marketed to that yeah. they're using and we was like okay um we see that they're using facebook some of them are getting organic traffic in and they're not leveraging um they're not leveraging Google ads. So why don't we just go ahead and use these organic traffic keywords that they're getting and market to it. So we can actually show up first using ads yeah. and, and we'll, so that actually gave us a big leverage because now these different Facebook advertisers basically drove the awareness for people to actually search on Google, which was very profitable because these people trust Google and they were like, okay, they're already looking for it. So they have high intent, which made it so much easier to sell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just you describing that, I could see how you can totally pick up on the people that are having success and heavily advertising on Facebook. And then because there's very few people uh, taking advantage of what you can do with Google and you guys have an approach to successfully reach that that customer uh, through Google that, uh, and because there's very few, the, the cost must be A lot cheaper more effective is that is that true yes the cost (laughs) the cost is ridiculous the
1: cost is very cheap Um, and honestly yeah so the cost is very cheap um, on Google because it's per you only pay when someone clicks on your advertisement which makes it so much easier for us to actually make sure we're putting our ads in front of the right people since they're already searching so we do that by using different keywords that we find using Google Trends or Google Keyword Planner that gives us the actual search volume and the trend data for those specific keywords. Yeah. So what we like to do is just look for those keywords that have the cheaper cost, but also yeah. are very relevant to the product that we're selling, which gives us that, you know, very cheap cost per
0: um, acquisition. Is there, is there any, cha- it just kind of sparked some questions in my mind, is like, is there any challenge in like the pricing game, like, like I know on eBay, sometimes people are always like bidding each other too low and then the margins aren't good. Like, is that happening sort of, uh, in Google and following this approach?
1: Yeah. So with Google, it is a marketplace because one of the actual campaigns that we love using is the Google shopping campaigns. This is definitely very similar to the eBay and Amazon style feel where it's a marketplace of individuals selling a product that a customer is searching on Google. And it comes up with just an image, a price, and a title. So what we actually do is try to not be the uh, cheapest price, of course, because that's just, there's no um, battle in there. But what we wanna make sure for a fact is that there's not too many advertisers that are advertising at such a cheap cost for a specific keyword. So there's certain keywords you can use that may be very broad, and Amazon and eBay listings can show up for those different keywords, right? And trying to compete with you by price and still trying to like also bid very high, which makes no sense because they have barely any margins. Which yeah. I, you know, I never really. Uh, was attracted by those businesses. So I just understood that why don't we go for more niched long tail keywords that are very specific that these advertisers aren't really focused on but are very profitable for us. So with Google Shopping campaigns, we can just negate any traffic using negative keywords which allow us to block those broad keywords that usually may not really even bring us the best success anyways. So we focus on our budget on those very detailed keywords. Um, And then as we start to scale, we can dibble and dabble in more broad keywords, which will help us be able to get more traffic um, since we know that the funnel is nice and tight and we're profitable get our upsells and stuff like that in place to really start scaling into those more broad keywords
0: and really good stuff. And I'd say for the audience, this is kind of like what I was saying in the intro. This is a part of the episode where you want to re-listen to what he just explained (laughs) to you over and over again. And one of the things that I was wondering if you could help explain, because there's a good percentage of people that are like newbies and they may not understand what long tail keywords mean. So maybe if you could help explain that uh, for the audience.
1: Yeah, so, you know, of course, inside of Facebook, you're always trying to target Interest, of course, everyone knows that. But and on Google, it's all keyword based. So the different keywords kind of attract a different type of customer. So I I can explain it to you best like this. The broad keywords are like window shoppers and the long tail keywords are like people who are taking action first, maybe to even like you're pre qualifying them almost. You know what I mean? These are pre-qualified customers because they know the exact details they want. They may be actually putting in the color they want. They may be putting the specific benefit also attached with that specific product that they want. It can go very detailed um, as it can get, but we've used the data from Google to determine this. This is not things that we're trying to come up with in our head. The tools is what helps us know the targeting. So instead of us trying to use our own understanding, we just use the data that Google has already collected with, that they're, you know with their billions of searches per day.
0: man, really good stuff. and it actually uh, uh, made me think of another question because we had a previous guest on the show. His name was uh, Ryan Matthews, and I remember he was leveraging Google, and he was doing specifically like high ticket drop shipping oh, and nice. like like you described, where people are searching for a particular model color or size or shape you know some characteristics that they didn't find in like their local store and that's why they're hitting google and then he was on top of that for high ticket items on there so i was curious like what type of items uh with your approach can it be you know low ticket or high ticket or both or what are your th-
1: <clears throat> so my approach honestly is definitely a more uh, mid a low to mid ticket size um so I think, and I, when I say mid mid-tick, ticket, I'm saying about $200, about two dollars to $300. So, and then low ticket, you know, of course, just the average $19.99, uh, $20, $30 product. And I think that that range is very good because we still want people to make impulse decisions when they get onto our website. And also, I noticed that those more higher ticket products have such a small volume of people to actually be able to scale. Yeah. So that's the only problem. And usually, um, with those higher ticket problems, uh, high ticket products is more higher ticket problems. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So I think that it's always just a good idea to just stay in um, that low to like really mid ticket. Mid ticket is my favorite specifically for Google. Um, and I think that that has worked the best I've seen.
0: Okay, cool. Well, yeah, that's good to know for sure. I'm glad you touched on that because, uh, you know, in hearing that and and because like I said, there's very few that are that are using Google to, to really leverage and, and get sales. And, uh, you know, one of the guests that have been part was like, you know, only using high ticket. But it's good to hear that that you can do it with mid and low ticket and that you prefer that, you know, for those reasons, uh, which is just really awesome. man. that's great. So, uh, you know, with that, um, what would you say? is the uh, let's talk a little bit about, about strategy. Like, you know, what kind of products, like what's your approach to like finding winning products?
1: Um, Yeah. So of course, when you, when you look at products that are on, when you actually want to find a winning product for Google, there's a couple things that you can think about, right? One of the main things that you want to think about is what are some problems that these products are solving? Google does very, well with problem solving products because on Google every day, we're trying to type in different, get different answers, get different answers to our questions. And we're trying to find solutions to our problems. So on Google, these solution oriented products really work well. Okay. And then what you want to make sure, of course, is is that they're solving a problem that also has some profit in there for you because there's you want to focus more on products that aren't so easily accessible inside of the stores um because there's a lot of problem solving products but if you stay on the lower ticket side you're just going to get beat by all of these other companies out here and you're really not going to be able to make a good (laughs) profit.
0: yeah i mean basically you know people say it's just like you know stuff that they can't just find on the shelves of walmart right Because they'll just, you know, pick it up there as opposed Mm -hmm. to buying it from your store, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is awesome. That's good, man. So, uh, yeah, so I was going to say, sorry, um, you know, one of the things, so like for the newbie, you know, wanting to get started, you know, what would you, what would you suggest?
1: Yeah, so I think, honestly, is riding waves, honestly, because I saw someone say a term, I think it was drop surfing or something like that. I don't know if you've heard that term, but, but basically I think it's just if you see something is working really well on social platforms, there's going to in result be search a search volume that's going to increase from in result of that. So what people need to understand is that video drives search, right? So what we watch on a daily basis or the different content that we consume is going to drive us to search for certain things. So whenever you see a product is going crazy on Facebook, or if you have a product right now that you're scaling like crazy on Facebook, I promise you, if you just listen to me and just go start up you a campaign right now on Google, because you're creating a lot of searches that you're probably not taking advantage of. And a lot of newbies, if you're looking to actually get started, you can just start on Google. So that way you can be very profitable from the beginning because you don't have to worry about the different creatives that you have to get set up for all these products you want to test. Whereas you could probably test with Google. And then now because it's people who are intent based, you have a high conversion rate. Use their $300 coupon that they give out and just start to get some sales with that. And once you find that winner, then now get some creatives done for it. Then start scaling it with different lookalikes from those, uh, data that you're actually collect collecting from all those Google sales, which are people who are intent buyers. So this can give you some
0: good pixel data so you can go out there and, you know, start crushing it, man. That's really good information there for sure. And, uh, related to the Google ads and like the ad creatives. So, um, What has been like typically working best? Has it been just like the text-based ads or is it like the shopping ad, display ads, or or like uh, what's been working best?
1: So honestly, what works the best in e-commerce is shopping, okay? Because it's already a marketplace type of campaign where, you know, it's an advertisement where people see the actual image and it has a price just like eBay and Amazon. So it gives that feel and, and just like Etsy. So it gives that feel that customers know they need to go ahead and take action to buy. They know that's why they're clicking on it is because they're usually looking to buy. So I think that that's the best place to start, but do not sleep on search ads. Okay, I I think I've honestly personally slept on it. And this Q4 right now, I've honestly seen that a lot of my search ads are outperforming my shopping ads. I don't know if it's because oh. of the competition of what's going on specifically right now. The, I think it's probably definitely because of the competition and how high converting shopping ads are. So everyone's dumping money into it, putting everything they can so they can get yeah. something out. Um, but I see that search ads is definitely work as well, but uh, you have to just make sure your keywords are proper and you're using the right, the right match types. Because if you don't, it'll start getting a whole bunch of crazy traffic in there for you. So just focus on uh, having a proper match type when, whenever you're doing search ads. But I see that they do work well also in congruency with your shopping ad. And I do have some you know, crazy search tactics that work well. And one of them that I'll give to you guys is when you have a good Google shopping campaign running, you'll just actually look at the data inside of that campaign and you'll see the keywords that are performing well for you already. So you, instead of going out there and starting search campaigns just kind of blindly, you use the highest converting e-commerce ad type that we've seen, Google Shopping, and you use it to get all the keyword data because Google Shopping listings, they, you don't import any keywords into those campaigns. Google pulls all the keywords from your title, description, and tags. So, and then they usually perform the best. So you start off with that and use that data to create the search ads because they're usually um, very tricky to get going. But if you already have data, might as well just go ahead and use it to make a very high converting Google search ad.
0: Wow. That's a great tip, man, for sure. So hopefully the audience is catching on to that. And uh, the other thing it actually reminds me, so that means that raises the importance of your product. You know title the information the title and then maybe even talk about that like you know the, the importance of the copy for it
1: yeah your google shopping title description and price are absolute key to your google shopping success um we definitely want to focus more on Google shopping in this talk because it's going to be some of the highest revenue drivers for all e-commerce businesses listening to right now your title description needs to be SEO based so you need to make sure you're doing the proper keyword research using Google's keyword Google keyword planner and Google trends because on Google keyword planner they're gonna show you how much search volume and you can look at the competition level for those keywords and just focus on the long tail keywords you know and then on Google Trends you'll be able to go over there and see which keywords are trending and that's very important also and you'll also You'll see how they give you a lot of data of the keywords that you need to use, so focus on google keyword Google Keyword planner and Google Trends. I see so many people lack on using those tools. Wow,
0: man, really good tips for sure, man, this is awesome stuff, man. <laughs> I'm liking it a lot for sure, and you know one of the things that reminded me of like uh i In doing some research, I was taking a look at uh, your Instagram and one of your, I thought this was cool, it was like one of your recent posts where you talked about uh, taking action and it was about, you know, the principles behind that. And I think this is where most, you know, people fail, you know, they get caught up in consuming, you know, so many people's content and, you know, YouTubes and, things like that, but they're not really taking action producing for themselves. And I think you, you wrote about that. So I was wondering if you could explain, uh, share that with the audience.
1: Man, I'm really glad that you peeped that. Cause I think that post out of like all my posts was one of the most important posts. Um, cause I think that it was just one of the most transparent captions that I made on my posts. Cause I think that's what changed everything. And I think a lot of successful people or people who are, you know, on the way to success. And I think yeah. that if you're on the way to your goals, that you're successful, and I believe that taking action is one of the most undervalued thing that people just don't understand. And with so many people getting started, you just kind of get caught up in so much of the content and people pitching you that you, you, you just get drowned in all of this nonsense when you don't know the reality of really anything you see online, all right? Because it's all perception-based and it's all people just trying to show you a perception that's going to potentially help them and whatever they're trying to sell or, you know, accomplish. Yeah. And I just remember first getting started and kind of falling in love with other people's results rather than falling in love with me doing the action that's going to get me my own results. Yeah. And I love YouTube. I think that like I use it to advertise with my, (laughs) my business, but it's, it's such It's a big hole, also, if you don't have your goals written down, and if you don't have clarity on what you're gonna do. And same thing for Instagram. These platforms can get you sucked in. And and I'll be honest, I still to today am have not mastered it 100%, but I'm getting better every day. And I just believe that you just stop looking at people's results and be appreciative of every single result you do get. Because if you don't, you won't be able to hit those next levels that you want to hit. You're so caught up in someone else hitting 40k a day and you're still at maybe 500 a day, 50 a day, whatever your number is, just understand that everyone had to hit that number first before they hit whatever they're at now. So (laughs) just keep going and stop feeling like you want to give up because you're just letting this type of energy of people seeing success bother you. Just get the content that you need, whether it's a course, whether it's a one-on-one mentorship, whether it's a video, you just need to just do a research on see if it's there for you and do everything it says and if you get results keep repeating that step because i even see people kind of get caught up in what what's what's working for everyone else and they miss out on what's already working for them that could have been their way to be able to get whatever results they're trying to achieve so i think it's so important on just focus on getting yourself making yourself a better person because outside of the marketing and everything that you're going to put into your business your personal self that's going to be making all these decisions that's going to create that result has to be intact. In so don't forget about that whenever you're trying to get your e-commerce business going or scaling.
0: Man, that's really good. And very well said for sure. Because um I mean action is key and and yeah, I, I see it as well. Like a lot of people get caught up in consuming and uh not thinking about, you know, their Profit producing activities as, you know, something that's taking, moving them forward, um, really important. And uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that you shared that for sure. Yeah, very important. Um, it actually reminded me of like, I'm curious, uh, like what are you doing now to kind of keep yourself on the edge, kind of like self-education and uh, s- staying on the edge with uh, e-commerce and this tech. Yeah.
1: So what I'm doing is I'm still buying courses and I'm still um, paying for events. So I'm out and and when I'm saying paying for events, I'm not just paying for just any event that's just marketed to me. Specific events that I believe is going to give me the information and the context Mm. to achieve like my specific goal in my e-commerce store. So for example, if I'm trying to, get more better tips on my retargeting game or my analytics game or being able to, you know, manage my business properly, I'll find someone that's good at that retargeting or that analytics so I can be able to get better knowledge on that, whether it's going to an event to meet that person. And I know they'll probably be in this type of vicinity and environment or whether it's just going to them directly and saying, hey, like, you know, honestly, I'm just going to come to you humbly and just ask, you know, what is the price for this mentorship? Or you know, how can I get on a call with you? Or what, what program do you have? So that way I can just get myself um, always balanced and keep learning. And then also just I listen to different things that help with my mind on a daily basis. For example, like YouTube videos that pump you up to get you ready for the day. And I like making sure I'm working out and taking care of my body, um, so that I can I can be able to do what I want, what I need to do
0: for yeah. the day. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, and very well said. I'm glad that you mentioned uh, the importance of events and mentorship, because uh, a lot of that's key. And actually, um, you know, that reminds me of the story, like, you know, here in Chicago, uh, you know, when we were talking beforehand, uh, as things were starting to pop off, and I was starting to focus more on drop shipping, when thinking about events to like plug into And, and in Chicago, I was like, okay, well, what you know, what meetup groups or what events are happening in Chicago. And I, and I was surprised that I didn't see, you know, anything that I could really plug into. Um, so I was just like, wow, okay. So I was like, well, you know, I guess, uh, I guess I'm going to need to create it. So me and, uh, and a, a few guys, you know, like-minded decided to put together a, a, a group. And I think it was like end of May, we started Uh, We call it Dropship Chicago and we've been doing events. It started off monthly, but now it's been like weekly events because we're here right now. We're in 1871. It's a big business startup hub uh, right on River North in Chicago. But uh, now we've been doing major events um, monthly and then weekly workshops, helping a lot of people to get plugged in. And it's just been really awesome. So now, like over the past, I think it's been about, you know, five months or so. And it's grown to like over 200 members, wow. uh, which is pretty cool. And, uh, and, you know, people at different levels, you know, a third of them that were like, you know, already living that laptop lifestyle full time and, you know, working it. A third that were like side hustlers. And then another third that were like newbies looking to get started. So it was really cool that we were able to, to kind of connect and help uh, people at different levels like that. But yeah, the importance of events and the way to kind of get plugged in It just reminded me of it. I'd say, hey, if you're ever uh, passing through Chicago, as you said, you were from Atlanta? Yeah, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised. (laughs) Awesome. I love Atlanta, too, man. That city's been popping off as well, man. I I make it there every now and then. (laughs) I'm here to hit you up when I make it to Atlanta. But I'd say if you ever come to Chicago, let me know. We'll host you and and, then hook up an event here for sure. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to call you first thing when I touch down. (laughs) That'd be great, man. That's awesome stuff. Well, uh, man, this is like really great stuff for sure. And uh, I wanted to give you a chance to kind of give you some exposure for the things that you've been working on. Um, I did catch that uh, you had a kind of like a course and mentorship kind of uh, teaching the stuff that you were talking about here called the uh, e mentors. I was wondering if you could uh, talk a little bit about that.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So e com mentors was just a, a group that I made because I noticed a lot of people started reaching out to me when they started seeing me posting different Facebook groups about Google ads. And I was just like, I think there needs to be some type of like private little mentorship group with also step-by-step of how I'm doing it. Yeah. So I just went ahead and just put all my effort to create uh, basically a, everything that I'm doing from A to Z to get started for an e-commerce entrepreneur. And um, that's when I, w- I figured out how I can go ahead and uh, create a course on, on uh, ClickFunnels. And then I was able to go ahead and um, launch a pr- my first program. And people have been getting so many results from it. It's honestly blew my mind. And um, that program also comes with the Facebook community that Kind of just answers all the questions that people may have. And we just update people with the new tactics that we're learning on a daily basis because things change so often. So having that community to be able to drop those bombs in um, definitely helps. You just have different people throwing different ideas of what they got
0: going on and what's working for them. And I did catch uh, that uh, you had another program that you were starting. I think it was called like Paid Search Mastery. Was that like a beta program that you were uh, now kicking off?
1: Yeah, so I have a, a beta for paid search mastery because I noticed that Google has so many different products. Why don't I go really in depth into Google and YouTube? So, in my first program, I talked mostly about like Google shopping and just like the basics of Google. And But this program, Paid Search Mastery, is talking about Google Shopping and all the other products like Search, Display, all the retargeting that we're using on YouTube, and every all the cool things that we're doing um, that we noticed no one was kind of talking about. So we created this so now that people can kind of test everything out and be a part of this group of entrepreneurs who are going to kind of be like the forefront of the Googling
0: YouTubers for dropshipping. No, that's powerful for sure. And I think it's something to keep an eye out. So what's a way for, so seeing that it's a beta group, how should, how, what's the best way for the audience like to yeah. kind of follow, so maybe get into- Yes,
1: so they can just DM me on Instagram at Chris Nawaler, um, that's N-W-A-L-O-R. And you can just go ahead and uh, message me so we can see if, if you're a good fit and we'll go ahead and get you into the beta group. Um, right now it's, you can't really access it through the site but it's definitely something that if you message me, we can get you locked in. But if you want to learn the basics of Google and get started and see my program that people have already, you know, hundreds of people have already went through, you can just start off with econmentors.com to actually just get started with Google ads and just learn the specific product research and everything that we use for Google.
0: And yeah, like I said, I mean, there's very few people in the space and just like you explained as well, you know, it's underutilized, but you know, very effective. And that's why with with those techniques, that it's it's just so profitable, and I think that's uh, really awesome stuff and a good good technique for sure. Thinking outside the box, I love it, man. This is great stuff for sure. Well, you know what? I want to be respectful of your time because I see that we're coming close to the hour here, and you dropped a lot of great value for sure. Um, actually, I just want it just reminded me. Um, is it cool to follow up with you maybe in about six months, kind of bring you back on the podcast? Oh,
1: man, I would love that. I feel like there's so much that I'm going to have completed by then. I would love to just come back and even just sow more into just everyone who's a part of your community, because I love what you're doing, Brian. And I'm, I'm so thankful to even be on on top on the show to, to just
0: be able to speak to your, your whole audience. Awesome, man. Hey, that's great, man, for sure. Yeah, we'll stay connected and plugged in for sure. Well, you know, as we get close to the end here, um, I want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience. So I'll let you take it away.
1: Well, if you guys have all have you guys always been, you know, interested in going out there and starting a profitable e-commerce business, you just have to remember just there's multiple channels that you have to put together that will help you actually scale your e-commerce business to to numbers that you never ever thought. 7 even I believe eight figures, but you have to understand it's not with one platform. I believe it's about taking an omni-channel approach. And after you master one platform, start adding more fuel to the fire and add more platforms guys. So I think that's one of the things you should just take home and um, just never stop learning and be open to crushing it and just adapting
0: to the market as things change. Great stuff for sure, man. Well, hey, this was awesome. I was really glad to have you on the show and um, looking forward to staying in touch with you for sure.
1: Awesome, Brian. Appreciate you for having me, man. Have a wonderful rest of your day, man.
0: Thanks, bro. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. Endorsed by Player FM, you help make Tech Money Talks the number one dropshipping podcast on the planet. You help the show go mainstream because Tech Money Talks podcast is now officially sponsored by Spotify. If you're ever in Chicago, join our Dropship Chicago meetup group held at 1871 to meet with me personally and other professional dropshippers. We do meetings weekly. I'm now producing new, valuable content on YouTube weekly. Go check it out and subscribe. Tech Money Talks is teaching you all about money making opportunities that technology can bring. We're just getting started, there's more great things to come, stay plugged in, throw me a shout out and remember, you're just one product away.